My name is Ian Campbell McKenna, and in this Procurement in 5 Minutes, I promise to tackle some of the biggest challenges and also answer the questions that our profession and our industry face on a day-to-day basis. Welcome back everybody to another special Procurement in 5 Minutes segment. Now I welcome Global Thought Leader and CPO for British Council, Andrew Swift. Before I introduce the guest today, I'm not sure if any of you can recall the iconic 1984 Apple Super Bowl commercial. That reverberated around the globe with bold imagery and individual imagination to open the world's eyes to a new and a more creatively exciting view of what was and what is possible. Now, with the same energised spirit of discovery, Andrew Swift explains why having a greater neural diversity in procurement will transform companies, supply chains and the world. Great to have you on the show today, Andrew. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, Ian. Thank you very much for inviting me. Pleasure's all ours. Now, Andrew, we've obviously been talking about this behind the scenes. For the viewers out there, why should procurement hire more neurodiverse talent? Ian, that's a a great question, and I think it's such a wide question that I hope we can cover in today's podcast. But starting at the beginning, I think most companies have amazing diversity, equity and inclusion policies. And these cover a lot of things like gender, age, sexual orientation and physical disabilities. But most of the time, it doesn't actually cover neurodiversity and things that are hidden. To be honest, I think the world is waking up to what is neurodiversity, and maybe we'll cover that in a, in a moment. For me in procurement, we need people that are creative. And I think the world, as it's becoming at the moment, with volatility in the economy, the challenges with sustainability, I think we need people that are able to think creatively. I firmly believe that neurodiversity offers to organisations the ability to untap these skills that I think neurodiversity people have. If we kind of rewind that slightly, obviously procurement works in collaboration with HR. Do you think HR has some sort of neurodiversity policies to actually look at attracting neurodiverse talent? I work at the British Council, which is an organisation that works with governments across the globe. I asked that question to HR, and we have actually a neurodiversity policy. That neurodiversity policy refers to the human differences in cognition and learning. And I was really surprised. Actually, we have a very strong and a very proactive neurodiversity policy at the British Council. However, how does that translate into actually initiatives or or promoting? That's another question maybe we can talk about. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I was reading an article whilst it's back in June 2019. It was really interesting to hear that a third 32% of 2,000 UK workers were surveyed by Willis Towers Watson. And he said that their employees didn't offer any support in the workforce for neurodiversity. And what's really even more interesting is with regards to HR professionals, CIPD research found that more than 70% of HR professionals didn't factor neurodiversity into the people management processes. 
And while 17% of them didn't know whether or not it was included and their lack of awareness and their flexible structures meant that they were really failing to enable neurodiversity individuals to really perform to their full potential or even identifying neurodiverse people themselves. Mm. What do you think of that? There's a lot of things in there. And I think the first thing is really we as leaders who self-identify as neurodivergent should really be stating that. And I think as we state that as leaders, other people would be more empowered to actually say, yes, I, I hold my hand up. I am neurodiverse. With roughly around 10 to 20 percent of the global population is considered to be neurodivergent. And therefore, I think there's a big opportunity to actually promote and actually put in initiatives to actually how do we interact? How do we adapt to people with neurodiversity? What do you think neurodiversity brings to the table for procurement? Oh, absolutely loads. And that's why I wanted to be on this podcast today. And, and thank you again. I really believe that as neurodivergent people, we have the ability, we have superpowers. That's a great word to use because we are classified in the disability arena. But there are those who are waking up to say it's a superpower, it's a strength. Neurodivergent people offer the ability to think more creatively, to look at pattern recognition, to look at visual memory. Um, and that creativity is a thing that I believe we in procurement really need. As I said before, you know, the world is changing. We need creative people that are able to unlock the, uh, the value add in the supply chain. What do you think about neurodiversity and their abilities to build relationships with suppliers? especially in today's sustainability and how we sustain supply chains and the fact that costs of gas and electricity is going through the roof. Those relationships need to be done in a creative way. I believe that neurodivergent people often are able to actually deal with different topics and challenges that stakeholder relationships bring. I believe that actually we can bring that creativity into supplier relationships. I couldn't agree with you more. Being a neurodiverse myself, I do feel that when you have a problem that's maybe not as simple as, as many people think it is, and it's got many different layers, like an onion, I guess you could say, it takes such a long time to peel that back and get to the core of the problem. But one thing I do find, particularly for myself, is we can look at the bigger problems. I would say more blue sky thinking. So, okay, here's a problem. How do we solve it? And sometimes the, the usual kind of mindset to solving a problem isn't the answer. We have to be more creative. And I think more so in procurement, as we are coming up to a very volatile world, you say with gas, with the delay in products, with an abundance of cost across multiple industries, we need to think, we need to be more astute. And personally myself, I think ADHD gives me that ammunition. How would you say for the listeners out there, what can the management team do to promote neurodiversity internally? Again, a really good question. And what I've done is looked at our policy at the British Council in terms of neurodiversity. And the things that they are talking about is being aware that people think differently. The first thing is actually be aware 
that actually we're not all the same. You know, neurotypical people and neurodiverse people think differently. And therefore, we need to be able to communicate in different ways and consider how we need to take this into account when we are running events, when we are planning programs, when we are teaching, when we are recruiting. And what it says in our policy is that we need to try to focus on the outputs rather than forcing colleagues to deliver in the same way. So for procurement, that is actually saying, no, you know, we allow people to be creative with their output, you know, how they deal with their stakeholders, how they pull pricing policies together, how they pull the decisions in the supply chain, and recognizing that our behaviors and our values are really important to each other. Also, what they are looking at is actually, can we promote neurodiversity training and awareness sessions within the organization. One really interesting point that quite some time ago, I wrote an article about my own ADHD sort of neurodiversity journey in life and in my career. And it was quite shocking that not many people directly responded uh, who were neurodiverse. Yeah. What I found is a lot of people contacted me and sent me a message off the record, so to speak. And yes. there was a hint of, I wouldn't say embarrassment, but being nervous to admit that they were neurodiverse, that they would be judged because yes. they are neurodiverse, which saddened me. Do you think opinions are changing now, or do you think there's still a lot of stigma attached to, for example, ADHD or neurodiversity as a whole? And we very much focus on the negative traits. Yes. And we, we're we not really focused on the positives. Absolutely. I think there is a stigma still. When I was growing up, I was always in the remedial, they called it remedial, English groups, you know, because I had dyslexia. I, again, I've never been diagnosed, but I was in the uh, remedial English. I mean, just a name, the label remedial has a stigma to it. I think things are changing. Richard Branson is probably the highest profile person that talks about his own challenges with dyslexia. In the old days, Albert Einstein and Casso, both dyslexic. So I think things are changing. I, I think the world is waking up. And as I said in, in the British Council's Guide to Disability, yes, neurodiversity is in that category, but we talk in the policy about it being a strength. I think we've got a long way to go. However, I do see light at the end of the tunnel, and I believe that things are changing. I'm sure things will start to change. Change will happen, but change takes a long time. Everybody being in procurement, we're all well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> Great insights from another one of our thought leaders. Be sure to share the link far and wide. And of course, I look forward to our next five minutes together. Bye for now and have a great and a productive day.